Please listen carefully. Welcome to the Rick and Dodd Show. Two dudes, a podcast, and some laughs. Prepare to be underwhelmed. And away we go. And I have a new setup now where I replaced my one keyboard since the Bluetooth was consistently dying. Um, Mm -hmm. and with that, I thought, well, now if I'm doing that, I could also just get rid of the keyboard that I have on my desk for the PC. And then now I just have one keyboard with one mouse and I just remote desktop into my PC when we record. So it's easier. And I was like, it only took me two years to figure that out. Like, I mean, it's, I, I work at this desk every day and I never really had a problem with an extra keyboard and extra mouse taking up space. So now that I have like one thing doing everything, it's just so much easier. Yes, I will. Uh, so I've decided um, I want to actually get a dedicated, uh, podcasting rig. Um, after listening to some of the, those back episodes, I want my sound quality to be a little better. So I actually want to uh, try and get a dedicated PC, uh, just for that. So I'll need your, uh, your expertise. Um, because if it was left up to me, I would be liable to try and get Skype running off of a super Nintendo. <laughs> so I don't <laughs> No, if you like, if you like technology circa 1996, okay, uh, whiz. If 97, outside of AOL dial-up, I am, I am not a, I am not a, not a, uh, not tech savvy. Um, Speaking of a, uh, a little bit of a, kind of a untech savvy slash just kind of like not cool kid type thing uh this is a little uh, anecdote that'll jump into one of the other topics i wanted to talk about but one i think you'd get a, a kick out of um so a couple weeks ago i was just scrolling through instagram whatever um and for i forget what it was but something like cross-linked or somebody had mentioned some switch accounts or whatever so i i uh ended up following like nintendo and then like another account and then it came up like there's more switch accounts that you should follow so i was like okay this one looks official this one looks official like official nintendo accounts so i'm like okay yeah whatever mm-hmm. so i followed a couple and then like i don't really think anything of it and then i start like scrolling um next couple of days like i start seeing more uh in my feeds um and then i'm like okay like here's some stuff for games here's some stuff for peripherals and then i'm like i'm seeing a lot of switch stuff in spanish and so like like what's going on did i like set like change something did i change instagram settings or did like i get hacked where like now they want it to be in spanish i'm like but like most of my other stuff is normal but it's just the switch stuff is in spanish so then i go and look at the account i'm like well it just says nintendo switches like it's at nintendo switches like okay and then, like, I, I look at, I go, like, look at the account, and I don't look at the, the the profile first. I just look at some of their posts, and everything's in Spanish. So, I'm like, this is weird. And so, I'm sitting there looking at it, and I'm like, this isn't at Nintendo Switches. It's at Nintendo Switch ES for Spain. So, it's the official Nintendo <laughs> Switch account for the country of Spain. But the way they the way they have it, it's just at Nintendo Switches. So, I'm like... This seemed like it was just a normal account, but that it was just like the plural of Switch. So I didn't think anything of it when I just started following it. But <laughs> I don't speak Spanish, so I have no idea what, like, what they're saying. So um, but it was just like six or seven Nintendo Switch accounts. And I was like, yeah, that one, that one, that one, that one. And eventually one that was not meant to be in any way, shape, or form. 
I, uh, that's so funny. The Neo Geo group that I signed, that I joined, the couple, the Neo, the only Neo Geo group I could find on Facebook is primarily <laughs> all the posts are primarily in Spanish, <laughs> because apparently the Neo Geo is really big in um, overseas. Interesting. So yeah, every time I see a post for selling huevos, <laughs> and I'm like, huh? Well, I can't buy any of those. based on on one of those accounts i uh ended up seeing that it looks like they or they announced uh the pokemon the next generation of pokemon for the for the switch as a like a full-fledged um as a a full-fledged uh version of it um that's not just like a port or um I haven't seen any other details around it, but I don't know if it was going to be just like the traditional games or if it's going to be MMO style or whatever. Um, but I didn't know if you had heard anything or seen anything about that. Yeah. Yes, I actually did. Um, I am on, yeah, I'm a, okay. So, uh, real talk lately, I don't know what the heck it is, but I've been going way too much Pokemon crazy. Um, I bought, uh, by again, you know, until Toys R Us closes, I'm probably going to keep mentioning Toys R Us. So sorry, listeners who wonder how a <laughs> how a grown man can wax poetic about fucking a toy store for so long. But um, so I went by a closing store and I like bought up. I bought another Pokemon plushie because it was this cute little fucking Cyndaquil. It was so adorable because mm-hmm. it's sleeping. But um, yes. So <laughs> um, yeah. So my plan is to go back when they actually close out more, so I clear them all out. But so um, with the Pokemon thing, so I have several uh, websites, Switch website, uh, Switch Reddits and, and that, and I'm on the Pokemon website. Um, and what was interesting is that that Pokemon information was released through an official Nintendo magazine. However, the sites haven't actually taken any of it as fact yet because that publication, that official Nintendo publication has published incorrect information multiple okay um especially regarding especially regarding pokemon games um to the point where that nintendo that official nintendo magazine actually published fake starters um fake fake basically uh fan designed pokemon that weren't actually in the game oh okay um yeah so um yeah so i actually did see that everything's being taken as rumor um and we haven't gotten a ton of information about it, but I am, I am very excited about a new Pokemon game. Um, uh, I love, I don't know why I just love Pokemon. I was actually sitting there going through, um, you know, thinking about how many of those games I actually do like, which ones I would recommend to people, uh, partly because I was, um, I don't know if you have a game informer subscription. Um, but they did a um, top 300 games of all time list for their 300th issue. Okay. Um, and there were a lot of questionable choices. As, as expected, as per usual. Um, well, this game, the game of form was really bad. Um, like, it, here's a small spoiler. Um, like, The Witcher 3 was, like, in the top 10. Okay, um, and you said this was the list of all time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah th- yes, that is correct. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that's that shows you how bad the list kind of kind of came together was. Um, the like Assassin's Creed was like fourteen. Um, and like, look, I like Assassin's Creed, but out of every game, out of all history, yes, it's like the beginning of a video game time. <laughs> that seems like that's a little high. Yeah, a little. <laughs> that's a draft bust. Like that's <laughs> that's drafting Grant Hill at like number two in whatever draft he was in. Grant Hill, Grant Hill didn't go get drafted at number two, uh, but he did get drafted pretty high and was a total bust. Um, but for those of you that you know '90s basketball that listen, um, I, I want that angry. I want that angry email. Um, but. Yeah, so uh, they had a couple of those games listed, but they didn't even list like the best Pokemon games. Like they listed red and uh, red and blue, and I think silver. But um, the new X and Y are actually fantastic games, and totally, I would totally recommend them to anybody. Um, but yeah, so I'm. This is a roundabout way to say that I am very, uh, very excited for any new Pokemon game, um, and. Uh, I also wanted to rag on Game Informer's list as well. So that's two birds with one stone because that list is atrocious. Um, ugh. So I, I tried compiling my own, but I got about I got about 70 games in and realized I couldn't think of any more games. Well, we'll, uh, have, to, we'll have to do that on a, another episode uh, in, in the coming weeks um, yes. to kind of do that and just see that because it, it would be interesting to see. We'll link to it here, but then interesting to kind of go through that list um, see some of yours and then, um, or, uh, probably I would say go through your list first. I could just throw up, uh, random softballs and then see where those mm-hmm. land and then, um, compare that with, uh, with what the folks at Game Informer actually published. So yeah, so that, that, that could be something that we can, we can come back to once. Uh, if are so are you done with your list then kind of just based on the well I'm running at- dry? I- I've got about I've got about seventy six. Um, I know I can get to three hundred. It's going to take me a little bit. I actually wanted to kind of open it up to our um, to our listeners um, and you know and, and our friends. Um, I was actually going to post some stuff there on uh, Twitter. And do I, I did I get us an Instagram? I can't remember. Uh, I'm not sure. I think maybe, so. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're so excellent at self-promotion, so we, we know all the social media channels that we're on. And, and the Facebook and um, and my personal Facebook uh, to try and get some, some games generated. Um, to actually think, because there was a lot of games, not a lot of games, but there were, there were key things that were missing um, from... Uh, from their list, uh, like for instance, um, I know we'll go back in this later, but as an example, um, endless runner games, right? Um, they're really big when um, arcades kind of started to come about. Things like Hang On, um, Rad Racer, like those kind of racing endless runner racing games that yeah. have an end. Um, they have a list where they don't have a single one of those on those, and arguably the best version of those games. And one of the most iconic games, Outrun. Yeah, so I mean that's a, telling, that's the first one that came to mind as soon as you said that, <laughs> like that type of genre. Yeah, I mean it's it's Outrun is a super iconic game. Um, Afterburner isn't even on this list either. So, like, 
I, I think those aren't on the list. I think I would have remembered them, but um, I have 300 games. I went through it once and heard people bitch about it. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but like, I mean, the fact that those games aren't even at points where they would be, I mean, you don't, you don't have outrun on that list is nuts. Like I, I know outrun's not on that list. Um, uh, you know, stuff like that. Like, uh, the Simpsons arcade game or the TMNT arcade game, not on the list. Iconic games, you know, there's no love. They, some of the games, they don't even pick the best game in the franchise. They just pick a game. Other games have multiple entries. So I figured I could probably come up with one that was better and more encompassing and a bit more true to the retro gamer uh, that lives inside of me. His name is Darius. Um, he, he comes he comes out on Wednesdays. Um, but no, like to, to, to try and do a bit more of a all encompassing list, uh, not being afraid of, um, you know, limitations and that kind yeah. of stuff. But yeah, so those, those will be going up probably, uh, I guess the next time I get bored at work. Um, and please, please, if, if you listen, just send us an email, comment, uh, a tweet, um, DM us on, on Instagram on that Insta. And, um, you know, or send a message that way, you know, to keep the juices flowing to help get, you know, uh, stuff out there. And there's this, this is the thing, too. If you have a game that you would want somebody to check out or to play, um, I'll play it. I'll I'll look. I'm I'm fucking crazy. Yeah, it's 98 percent you know, <laughs> positive that you, you have the system that that game would be on. So, uh, yeah, there, like, there's not that much of a, a stretch for you to be able to get your hands yeah. on it and, and play it. Yeah. The only rule, um, I'll go more in depth about this too. The only rule that I have, uh, cause one of the YouTubers that I, I, about it, um, no games published in the last two years. Yeah. It makes sense. Because society, we haven't, yep. Um, which is fair. I mean, because there are games I'd love to put on that list. Um, but it's supposed to, you know, you want games that have basically cemented themselves um, in that, you know. And in two years from now, because the list can change, you know. Yeah, dude, Persona 5 and Breath of the Wild are going to be on there and Horizon Zero Dawn. But I know those games are good now, but they were hyped and they benefited from a very fortunate launch window. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, so yeah, so that's going to be a fun interactive thing. Please, please, please help comment. Hit me up. I'll check them out. Like I'm only going to be distracted by overwatching Yakuza six for so long. Uh, speaking of that, of, of being distracted, and you did mention uh, Toys R Us as well. Um, I was watching the news earlier today, um, and there was a, a mention of a possibility that there may be kind of a light at the end of your tunnel. Um, so mm-hmm. the there's a deal in the works now um, for a third party uh, link to some of the articles, um, but that they could end up saving Toys R Us in Asia and Australia. Um, so that by the time you get to Japan, Toys R Us may still be there. 
Um, so uh, I, I don't know how many Toys R Us are all throughout Japan. <laughs> I mean, I, I would imagine uh, if anywhere, they're probably, you know, uh, Kyoto, Tokyo, etc. Um, so, <laughs> so they would be where you would be going. Um, but that's something where you have uh, kind of like um, – the conspiracy theorists who always know that there's there's something else behind it they just have to keep looking uh you can you know you can keep the the story going and keep the the wonderment of uh of toys r us going if if you just believe in it by the time you get to to japan i believe no and then they're gonna be like who is this weird american walking around at toys r us taking pictures yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's he's hogging the that grown man has been popping yen into that motor motor ride for three hours and he's just crying and like, <laughs> and they're, they're gonna be too polite to tell me to fucking leave yeah so. <laughs> oh man i know man i'm actually you know i'm getting more pumped for that it's getting closer um you know that's t minus i think my pto you know hopefully you know i randomly don't get canned you know knock on wood um but my PT, my PTO, so I've already got half my PTO vested right now, um, and my PTO will be fully vested at the end of Octo- uh, closer to the end of October instead of September, like it should be. Mm-hmm. I will be hopefully going uh, that first week of um, November, so I actually get to uh, experience uh, or that first or, or second week of November, so or end of October, um, and that time frame so i hopefully actually get to experience a bit of fall in japan um not as soon as it changes and it's not spring so there's not sakura all over the place um but i do get to uh you know i'm looking forward to it um i just got to get back on my on my language lessons i've been real bad about those um as as they would say you need say in grade school i desperately need an accountability buddy um <laughs> That's awesome. I just I've never heard of that before. Um I need one I need I need one so bad and um because like it's one of those things where um like learning this like this is weird. Like learning about myself is like a very intimate thing. Um like whoa, I have an elbow. So um it's fucking stupid. Well, I mean, usually like self-exploration oh. takes place at, you know, between the ages of 10 and 13 or self-discovery, but you know, yeah, it, yeah, 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 right. you can just redefine it. I'm on that, I'm on that Tina Fey schedule. So I mean, just like um, uh, Kyle Kinane says, you can be a lot happier in life. All you have to do is redefine what a miracle is. So, you know, it's the same <laughs> thing. Yeah. So, um, you know, like, like that personal growth and that kind of stuff, but like that's, you know, that's something that's personal and like very intimate to me. But like learning about an out something outside of myself is a very social experience for me. So it's very it's very hard for me to stay motivated to go through it, even though I know what the end goal is and what I want. I definitely I need that other person there to make it a, a more enjoyable experience for me. Um, and it's just been kind of tough. It's actually to the point where I've actually uh, been thinking about getting a tutor. Um, which I would probably need to do anyway, but I'm actually thinking about doing it, um, just so I can have some kind of social connecting while I do it. Um, 
because that's how I learn. I like I I learn things through not just the memorization of that because I could sit there and memorize shit all day. You know, I'll I'll re, I'll retain about you know fifty four percent of it. But if I have some some kind of feeling or something connected to it, I'll be more likely to remember it um, better because it'll bring up an emotion in me, mm-hmm. um, which may sound silly, but. Um, it's like a, a a way to sort of cheat cheat learning, um, because you're not necessarily remembering the fact, but you're remembering the fact through uh, something else. Um, which is actually no, think about it. It's like how some of those speed memorizers talk about actually. Some of those guys just blow. Yeah, they blow my mind. I have no like. There's a lot of shit where like I've tried to memorize stuff and just with what they're able to do and how fast and quick. And it's like, I end up reading a lot of books that like those characters have it where they have photographic memories. They've got eidetic memories, all of that stuff. But then obviously that's fiction, but then to have people that can memorize that shit so quickly is just mind boggling. Yeah. So, um, I, I just need that. I need that extra little bit of help. And that interaction to to kind of stay focused and motivated because, um, yeah, I can like tell people I'm doing it, but like, you're not going to like sit there and like, no, like the deep, um, like the, the deep interaction on that kind of stuff. It's like, oh man, like there's no one that's like, there's no one to talk about the struggle within learning the thing. A hundred percent. I mean, no, you, yeah. it, that just, that goes a long way with, I mean, tons of um, <clears throat> like any type of like gym routine or anything like that. I mean, mm-hmm. just, it just ends up being something where like the more kind of uh, companionship slash uh, accountability buddyism that you have, like it, it definitely ends up uh, making it more real and, and helping. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I like, and that's the thing too. It's like, I'm always envious of people that can go to the, um, uh, go to the gym by themselves. Um, because I don't have that. Um, I don't have that same ability to power through by myself. I like going with people. I like, it's weird. Like, you know, I I like to be able to have someone to push myself against um and to uh, to sort of motivate me like that too because you know I, I don't know like everyone has an idea of what their limits are and you know if I'm just the only one in my head you know constantly going on about my own limits um you know, I'm going to limit myself. I'm not going to, um, like, I don't get it. I don't, <laughs> I, Rick, I don't get excited about myself anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just don't excite me anymore. I think I'm, I think I'm leaving me. Um, but <laughs> no, like I, I like to, um, it, you know, that, that kind of thing, uh, <laughs> it stimulates me. <laughs> um, yeah, like so, you know. I always, uh, I just, I, I tend to be uh, not as as driven when it comes to that kind of stuff as I, I'd like to be because it it gets it gets a bit harder for me to 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 self motivate. 
Well, and I think I I'm in that way with a lot of of projects. Some we've probably talked about here. Some uh, probably haven't. Um, but just like I mean, you have the initial drive to start it, and then you do a lot of it. You start to prep and everything. But then, like by the time you're getting, you know, to the end of it or like the the third act of it, uh, for you know, lack of a better phrase, um, you you just get fatigue out of it, and then it's like, well, the only person you're letting down is yourself. So like the you don't have that accountability. So it's just like, do you want to keep going? Do you need to? And then you just kind of internalize some of it and then start to kind of rationalize or justify why it's easier to not do that. Um, and so I think with that, you end up uh, having some of the, some of the accountability or, or just being more uh, documentarian in that style to be able to, to kind of, you know, make sure all your ducks in a row and that you are, you do keep pushing yourself, uh, to get it done and kind of see it through to completion, uh, goes a long way too. Yeah. And I, um, you know, so it's it just, I'm at the point where, you know, I'm just trying to, to figure out reasonable solutions for that and, um, ways to, to actually take the learning with me a little bit more on a, on the go, um, and that, like, I've got some of the books in that, but um, I, I, I want a little bit more. Um, I want to be able to sort of sneak something into work if, if, if I can, and, and and that kind of stuff. So, um, but no, I mean, it's going. I'm still going. I'm still planning on it. Um, I mean, it just depends on how much of the language I'm going to know when I go. I wasn't planning on being fluent when I went over for this sort of that sort of test trip anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. So it doesn't necessarily really throw anything off necessarily. Um, but it just ends up putting me, uh, you know, I, which is the, one of the things I'm finding out is that I actually do have a, um, I haven't come across anything that makes me very, um, and, um, I'm able to hook, hook on phonics, uh, hooked on phonics my way in some, uh, anime where there's stuff written in, um, Hiragana. Um, so every time I'm watching a show, there's about a 15% chance that I'm going to have a Helen, Keller, a Helen Keller miracle worker kind of moment where somebody's jamming my hand under a faucet <laughs> going, it's water. Huh? water, And I'm like, that's just tobacco. That's tobacco. That's a cigarette shop. I knew it. Uh. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, um, so which is, which is nice. Um, and that's, that's another thing that's always really fun is, um, slowly like learning words. So I, the point that I'm at is I actually need to start memorizing kanji and going through kanji. Mm-hmm. Um, so I start having that as a, um, uh, start having that so I can actually start trying to, uh, sort of get to a point where I could maybe be able to read like simple books because mm-hmm. that'll do it. That'll do it. If you, you can get me, if like the kind of voraciousness I can get when I'm learning something and I'm understanding something and like can start to experience. Yeah. Once you start grokking it and then you can so, kind of turn it over and then keep going yeah. and keep pushing and, and kind of keep building on that little by little, it ends up being something that is, is very rewarding. So, um, 
Yeah, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, ex- you know, I'm, you know, I'm excited. I'm still doing it. Nothing, you know, it's nothing's happened. You know, not kind of what that's, you know, throwing that off of uh, right now. So I'm, um, like, I'm still, you know, it's still, it's still planned. Um, I still plan on taking a whole bunch of pictures. I, I do plan on doing some blogging. I've just been, I don't know, dude. It's, I'm on work. If, once I think I get adjusted to work, uh, basically changes, like, yes. workflow-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like today, um, you know, I was supposed to leave. Uh, because I stupidly decided to make a tech call. Um, we're, they basically are forcing through a whole bunch of updates for the system processing, whatever. I called less than a week ago, like four days ago, to have it all updated. Call was like, took like an hour and a half. It was updated. I said, great. I got the stupid little pop-up again. And I go, well, I've already done this, but I'll call to make sure, you know, just for safety. So I wouldn't be freaking out about it the entire time. Mm-hmm. I was off. Uh, so I call, I finally get through, and they go, oh, yeah, nothing's updated. I go, I called four days ago, went through here, let you guys remote in, and then update everything. Oh. Oh, you called last March? March? No. I called about four days ago. Oh, I see the no. Yeah. So I had to sit through and watch Toby uh struggle because he was remoted into the system install and attempt to run an installer that wasn't completely registering and said it kept failing <clears throat> instead of basically trying to troubleshoot find out more information he kept just doing it over, over, and, over. and over again I mean, that's the run book he has. Like, I mean, that's what they told him to do, so that's what he's going to do. Like, I mean, obviously, like, if anything else was – if there was another way to fix it, it would be written down for him. So, I mean, he just has to keep doing that, and eventually it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, kind of moving on, and I don't have normally as long as we do tonight, so, I mean, we can – unless there's anything else you want to talk about, we can uh, – cover this and then kind of wrap it up. But um, did based on, I know uh, you were busy uh, as we mentioned with a, a buddy's wedding um, previously, but what were you actually able to, to watch of WrestleMania? All of it. I watched all seven hours, Rick. <sighs> well, you did better than I did. <laughs> oh my God. So um, I was having a nice chill day on Sunday. Um, I was like, I went, grabbed snacks, grabbed, I uh, grabbed, you know, some chips, some drinks, a little bit of sour mix, so I could have whiskey sours while watching uh, the pre-show. Um, I was gonna get nice and toasty, and then the cart, and then and then the pre-show happened, and then WrestleMania happened, and it just didn't end. Like that, I don't know about you. Um, if you liked it, we can talk about it. We can discuss, and you can probably convince me. Or if you didn't like it, you could probably convince me. Um, I am very malleable, and I am soft and naive and easily swayed. Um, <laughs> so stupid. Um, but WrestleMania felt like to me was like I felt like it was an entire relationship. Like I in the span of seven hours. 
in seven hours. And we had our big fight. And then they just like kept leaving the room or leaving and then storming back into the door to yell at me about something else. Uh, I uh, that's a, a thousand percent perfect definition of what I <laughs> the experience that I had. Um, I mean, it was we were uh, we had C two E two that weekend, which I haven't even talked about. So I mean, we can talk about that another mm-hmm. weekend, um, another another episode. But so we were doing stuff there in between doing that, taking care of uh, Ollie um, and getting him enough energy because he was in the crate all day and blah blah blah. Um, like we we started late, so we didn't watch all of the pre-show. Um, I didn't actually get to see the men's uh, battle royal, but we watched the the women's battle royal. That's like right when we turned it on. Um, so it went from the women's battle royal, which is kind of like a meh, um, into a uh, uh, just into the the opening match, which was the the Rollins match, um, which I thought was pretty much an amazing like pretty solid a match. Um, uh, and then it was just all downhill from there. So like, I mean, in kind of the span of your relationship thing, it was like a one night stand that turned into a relationship where neither party realized it was a relationship. And then they just kept fighting and yelling and screaming. And then eventually I just slept through the Lesnar reigns match. Um, <laughs> the legitimately the, like I was laying on the couch watching it. Amanda went to bed. I'd put Ali in his crate. So it was just me just alone. Like I remember being on the couch and like like hearing Lesnar's music hit, him walking down the ramp. The next thing I know, like I'm waking up and like Reigns is in the ring, bloody and like his his face is covered in blood. So like I, it was it was very much like that was that match was like taking Nyquil for me. It just knocked me right out, and I don't remember any of it. So like for me, based on everything that's happened since then, I'm perfectly fine with that. Like I don't ever have to go back and, and kind of get get time back from that based on knowing the outcome of it. Um, yeah, I mean a lot of the other matches I, I thought were were pretty good. Um, the I mean I I think the the um, the Finn uh, Rollins Miz match was probably the the highlight of the night. Um, there were decent mm-hmm. uh, other matches that that I that I was pretty good on. Um, but uh, overall it was just like yeah, it was just super super long night. Mm. I think my match of the my match of the night for me was the Charlotte Oscar match. Um, uh, the, the triple threat was pretty good. Uh, the Charlotte Oscar, but the Charlotte Oscar match was, um, the, uh, wrestling match. I want to say the wrestling. Uh, no, it was, that was, that was the most enjoyable match for me. The pacing and the length felt right. Um, what could have been um and that that's out of all the matches that's the one that felt the most complete in the ending it felt natural ish um that's actually one of my big things with the overall wrestlemania uh because apparently uh, i didn't realize we had wrestlemania 2 electric boogaloo on the 27th yeah exactly um, um so that was the one that felt uh, all the all the endings in that felt off for being WrestleMania, and it turns out they all felt off because there's another show in two weeks. Yeah, um, 
that's why, and they had to basically carry everything over to the greatest rumble in Saudi Arabia live on Friday, April 27th. Um, yeah, which is one of the weirdest things that, as far as just what they're billing it to be. Um, I mean, I agree with the, the Charlotte Oscar match. I was glad to see the way it ended. Um, I, I mean, I think that uh, setting it up for that stage and kind of the going up against Charlotte, I couldn't see, um, I couldn't see, uh, Oscar winning that match. Um, so I mean, for me, that was probably, I would say the number two match of the night for me. Um, I, I think that was really well done. Um, the, the kind of the, the way they wrapped it up, uh, I, it, it was really kind of, uh, executed, uh, very, Storyline wise and just athletically pretty good or actually amazingly. Um, and there wasn't anything I could really uh, argue with there. Like Asuka didn't win by turning the match around with her butt bomb. So I was happy about that. Um, uh, I mean, the I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. The Surprisingly, the, um, the mixed tag match between Ronda, Stephanie, Triple H, and Kurt uh, was, it, it lived up to its potential. Um, between the two uh, gimmicky McMahon matches, um, I thought that that one could have been more of a train wreck than the uh, the the Cammy match versus uh, Shane and Daniel Bryant. Um, right. And I, I don't know just if they were based on limitations with Shane and, and some of that other stuff as, as far as being in the hospital for diverticulitis and all of that stuff. Um, but like, I, I think that the, the Stephanie match with Rhonda ended up being a much better match than, um, than the other one. There was only really like one awkward spot that I caught, uh, Rhonda, like trying to, to suplex Stephanie where I don't know if it was just a weird hold or like they weren't really cooperating or whatever, but it was kind of like, she tried to like do like this weird kind of combination between like, a snapmare slash fisherman suplex, but it was, or like a gut wrench power bomb type thing. And it was just really weird, but that was really the only thing like I caught, like in the, the whole thing. Um, and her like going up against triple H was pretty awesome. Uh, and then, uh, it, like the, based on the buildup and what I was expecting, the Daniel Bryan Shane match was, um, was very underwhelming, uh, for me. Um, and then, uh, I, I was not really, happy with that one i mean i'm glad daniel won and everything and just the, the way it happened uh but it was just it just seemed like that one was it wasn't great booked poorly like, yeah it, it, it wasn't it wasn't great um i a lot of so my issue my big issue with the rosy mcmain uh angle Mc, oh excuse or Triple H, man, whatever the, that cluster. So uh, my big issue with that was actually the video, the camera work in that. Mm-hmm. Um, she pulled off like this really cool, uh, Rhonda pulled off this really cool move, and they edited away from it. And I don't think it was like it was like a mess up or anything or a botch or whatever, but they just edited away from it. And like you missed it, and you couldn't even see it on the replay. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's the coolest move. It's her possible finisher for when she's wrestling like wrestlers and you missed it. So there was a lot of, there was a lot of questionable camera work throughout all of WrestleMania for me. Um, and the Daniel Bryan Shane match or the Daniel Bryan Shane match versus Zane and Owens. Um, I thought it was really hulky and I don't want to say in bad taste. Um, 
the fact that they pulled the we got a Cardamata here on a stretcher thing yeah. at the beginning of the match. Exactly. And so it's um, like, I, I don't understand that at all because like the whole buildup is he's coming back to wrestle. So the fans want to see him. I understand kind of like the heroic return, but it's like, I don't want to see him. Like I, I'm waiting for the, a lot of time that he's supposed to be doing something. I don't want him to be not doing something just so he can come back and do something for 30 seconds at the end and like win it all. Like that doesn't like, I don't care about that. Like I'm expecting him to win, but I want to see him actually wrestle as opposed to get taken out and then be, you know, kayfabe on a stretcher for however long and then come back and do something. So to me, that just like, I I was taking it out of that, like just based on knowing that he was going to carry the, you know, the, the working share of his side of the wrestling for his team. And just to have that the way it was, is kind of the, the way that it was when um, the, the Sammy and Kevin versus uh, AJ match, where it's just basically, it's not even wrestling. It's just a quote unquote, like street fight brawl. And then mm. like, it's just one-sided stupid two on one type stuff that doesn't even showcase some of the talent. And you've been waiting for Daniel Bryan to wrestle for three years. So I don't understand why they booked it that way. Yeah, I just, I mean, and, and honestly, like, yes, he was wrestling much safer than he did before. Um, but, like, then again, like, once again, Daniel Bryan's moveset isn't what, like, you really got into about Daniel Bryan, if that made any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I actually, I didn't like the fact he would do that diving headbutt thing that he used to do. Um, that he's not doing anymore, which is nice, which is smart. Um, you know, the little, the little bell lock. That's fine. Like, I mean, that's fine. I don't watch it. I never watched Daniel Bryan matches. And been, oh, cool. Look at all those moves he's doing. He was a really, he's a really good storyteller in his matches. Um, and that's what I wanted. To, like, that's what I wanted to see. And instead the Daniel Bryan that we got was carted off, brought back. Oh, he's hitting all of these signature moves that, I I can kick somebody, like <laughs> you know, um, his his not a lot of not a lot of spectacle. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, that's the way they went with it. Instead of playing into more of his strengths, um, but um, I wanted more. You know, I don't know. I wanted I wanted more Daniel Bryan and less um, manufactured. I know it's wrestling. Manufactured drama type stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or blatant manufactured drama. Um, Yeah. Just kind of looking at at some of the list here. um, I I mean, the AJ Shinsuke match was good, um, but I think it was woefully underwhelming for what it could have been. Um, For me, that one felt like it it could have almost been a Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Iron Man style match. Um, just between the two of them and, and how the kind of wrestling, um, uh, almost like the kind of the, the wrestling elitism that they, that they would be able to, to bring to the table as far as skill wise. Um, and it just felt like they kind of just like, I mean, looking at the, the card, it was one of the longest matches. It was essentially the longest singles match. Um, and it was only shorter than the, uh, the Ronda Stephanie match by 20 seconds. Uh, so it was, it was just over 20 minutes. Um, but it felt like that one could have been, um, 
one, and they may be setting it up for a run like that just based on kind of Shinsuke's heel turn and everything, uh, but I felt like that could have been a much bigger match um, than kind of the way they played it there. Yes, I um, that match actually felt like it needed about another 20 minutes. Um, as Ian from the Completely Unnecessary podcast so accurately described it, he was like, he was like, I was only paying attention right before the end because I didn't realize the match was going to end. <laughs> 110%. <laughs> That's exactly the way I felt. I was like, oh shit, should I rewind this to actually like understand like what some of it was happening? Because like I know it's been going on for a while, but I didn't expect it to wrap up so fast. Yeah, I wanted to get a bit more of that. Um, and uh, I wanted that match to go along. Um, especially, so I, I've come to the realization that um, we no longer have to defend every title at WrestleMania. Um, there's just there's just too much. There, there's just too many of them, yeah. I mean, it, it just ends up being a case where they're going to need to eliminate some of them. And or, yeah, they're just not going to need to be defended in, in mass or it's going to be matches where there's multiple title defenses in a single match type thing. Yeah, I, and I think we have to talk about the Braun Strowman in the room. Yeah. Um, which is or should I have gone? I think we need to talk about the Nicholas in the room. <laughs> um, or that match was just it was at that point. um now, look, I've been someone who has been a not like an, a, a, a vocal proponent of the WWE, <coughs> but I try to um, defend it a little bit more um, because of the ease of access to watch it. Um, that was the match that reminded me, A, wrestling can be very stupid. And B made me definitely want to go watch New Japan because uh, the fact that I don't have an issue with I don't have an issue with the fact that Braun Strowman kidnapped a child for his, to be his tag team partner, um, but and went over Sheamus and Cesaro. Uh, my issue is that it didn't need to be on WrestleMania. Like, that same thing could have happened at a Raw, and uh, the the Raw after WrestleMania. Oh yeah, I mean, I that would have been a a hundred percent better way of doing it. Like, I think it could have been legitimate if they didn't go the Nicholas route. If they basically just had him take a solo match against a tag match, like it's just it's a handicap match that he's in there for the tag titles. Like, I think that is much less of an issue than the hokiness that they had for, um, bringing Nicholas in and everything. Yeah. Like I, I don't even have, like, it just felt like kind of like the fact that he wasted time finding the child to kidnap. Um, and the fact that they, he went over, like, what should have happened is he should have tried to wrestle the match at WrestleMania. Or th- there was no build-up for it. It just wasn't like he should have tried to wrestle the match at WrestleMania or whatever. And then, you know, it would have made more sense for, you know, or like the time before he tries to take him on, he loses or whatever. Or gets DQ'd or something like that. Yeah. And you're telling me the fact that Braun Strowman has been terrorizing the locker room? 
you think any superstar or wrestler in the back who wanted their shot at their first fucking championship would not have partnered with him? Yeah, I mean that makes a, a much bigger. Uh, it makes a much more realistic, much more like conscious storyline for that effect. Yeah, and and that's and that was my big thing is that like yeah that could have been a really good moment, and yeah it should have been like a free board. It, he should have defended it with a free bird rule over you know um, with like random children from the audience because it would have been hilarious for them to be champions. Um, Seamus and Cesaro like trap Braun Strowman in a dumpster, mm-hmm. and then they randomly pick two children out of the audience and beat them. <laughs> like much, it's much more entertaining. Well, his partner said he said his partner's anybody. So, well, here's here's Nicholas, Nicholas's friend Ted. You know, um, but yeah, like it just didn't felt like the moment itself could have. Like could have been a WrestleMania moment, but the buildup behind it didn't feel like a WrestleMania moment and made it feel like it shouldn't have been there. Um, and then you go straight into the either the Alexa Bliss match, or was it the or was it the no Universal? Bra- yeah, Braun went into the Brock match. Oh God! And then you go into the Brock that that arguably one of the worst wrestling matches I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, I haven't um, had to to watch that, or I, I I don't plan on watching it anytime soon. So um, that's one that I I don't. I, I mean, depending on on timing, I may end up catching some of the Greatest Royal Rumble. So we'll see how that goes. So hopefully, something comes of that and Lesnar drops the title. Um, but then you know, as we're recording this now, the the superstar shakeup is going on. Um, so depending on where folks end up moving and uh, relocating to for for some of the the shows, uh, hopefully that has an impact on the outcome uh, of uh, of the uh, greatest greatest Royal Rumble. And maybe some of this would make more sense in you know come what three weeks time. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, two weeks time. Yeah, I just you know hope. Uh, I I don't know. I just hope there's some shake up. Um, I don't know. I just I just hope it's better. Like, I just want to see some good wrestling. Like, I, you, they almost chased me off to New Japan. Exactly. That's where it's like it's WrestleMania. It's the biggest event of the year, and. I fall asleep during the main event and I don't give a shit. Like that says something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not only that dude, like you're talking to somebody who fucking loves and loves GDT. Like just the ideas of GDT. Like, do you know how many times I've watched that match with Kenny Omega wrestles that like eight year old girl? Like, <laughs> because it's so funny, but it, yeah, it's so uh, perfectly encapsulates, uh, encapsulates pro wrestling. Like, Kenny Omega sells the offense from an eight-year-old girl. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's fantastic. And then he beats the crap out of her. Like, love it. Just so funny. Um, You know, so, or, you know, or he has an, I think he has another one where he, I think it's in DDT, a broomstick. Okay. And, because uh, there's there's a, a joke saying, um, which I'm pretty sure you've heard. He, he could, he's he's such a good wrestler. He could get a good match out of a broomstick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he fucking wrestles a broomstick. 
and there's another one where like because Didi doll for their as their champion, and so they would <laughs> they would put matches on with, with the flow up doll. <laughs> Great, you like I, I love the zany stuff, but like just it's just too the WWE just was so manufactured. I just wasn't getting there. Wasn't doing it for me, and it, WrestleMania was a real big seven hours. Of that was way too long, and all the storylines were kind of hokey. Um, and I just wanted a little, and I'm okay with hokey. It's just I don't know. I wanted more. You got to earn it. Oh, I mean, I I was reading some stuff where like apparently it moved numbers or it got subscriptions or a lot of the stuff, uh, kind of late breaking, got a lot of more, more tickets to, to mania sold. Um, so apparently through some metrics that they were, were chasing that they, they, it was a success. Um, but I mean, looking here now, like it's 14 matches overall that were on the card, including the pre-show, which is insane. Um, and, uh, and just that many, and then now going into the greatest Royal Rumble, which obviously they're they're filling that as a full card um, to get everybody over there. Um, I, I just don't know how if if that's burnout uh, or uh, if they're actually going to be able to turn some of these storylines around. So so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's hoping. Here's hoping. So with that, I will now have to uh, go uh, check and see uh, what our, our puppy's up to, um, to to see what's uh, okay. what he uh, he's figuring out. Um, but yeah, if you uh, kind of circle back on your game list next week, um, yep. we can figure some of that out. Uh, see what uh, see what you know what you have. Um, if there's any ones that somehow you miss that I throw up. Um, and then mm-hmm. uh, let's see how that compares to, to Game Informer. Um, and then uh, and go from there. And uh, uh, yep. then I, depending on – I there's a couple of cool things from C2E2 I can talk about uh, in the, the next episode as well. Um, yep. And go from there. So it, was a, it, it seemed to be a much better experience than some of your recent con going. So I'll, uh, at least I'll, I'll leave it on a, a positive note from there. Absolutely, absolutely. Hopefully, my first thing is getting those 300 games and then trying to figure out the list. Listen carefully. <laughs>